You're listening to the 411 on Mousecapades Radio. It's my station. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Kaylee, and we are glad you are listening to us. We hope that you are all staying safe and following the social distancing laws. I know we're not real thrilled about them, but they are necessary to keep us well. This is episode 501, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. If you listened to our 500th episode on Wednesday, then you know that we completed the 2020 Disney World bracket, and the ride that the Mousecapades team voted best ride for 2020 was Flight of Passage. We decided it would be fun to let you know what the top rides are for all of the Disney parks around the world, but before we get started, we want to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on any budget. So there are actually six Disney destinations with 12 parks total. I give Kaylee kudos. She did the research for this episode and she pulled these rankings from the DisneyTouristBlog.com. So if you disagree, you can write it to them. <laughs> I hope that you won't. Uh, obviously, we've only been to the Disney World area. If you've listened to the show for any length of time, then you know that we have not been out of the country and obviously won't be going out of the country anytime soon. We hope to, of course, go to Disneyland in California, but we thought we'd tell you the highlights from each area and then talk a little bit about the rides that are in those parks. Um, so we watched some video footage on this so that we could know better what to tell you about them. So we're going to start off in Hong Kong at Disneyland and I'm going to actually let Kaylee start with Mystic Manor because I know I watched this one with her, but it wasn't recent. It, it's been a little while. So explain to them what Mystic Manor is. This is actually including attractions too. This isn't just including rides. Oh, because, sorry. Um, I couldn't find a way to separate them easily enough. So I just decided to include attractions if they were highly ranked. So Mystic Manor is, you would think it's kind of like the Haunted Mansion, but it's got a completely different storyline. It's about this rich guy pretty much. And he has a monkey that um, is his pet. And he has this music box that's enchanted and tells the monkey to not get into it. But of course the monkey does. And then you go on an adventure because of this enchanted music box and the monkey is trying to like control all the mayhem that's happening the whole time. It has more of a storyline than the Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Mansion is just kind of ghosts and you're in a mansion and there are a bunch of ghosts there, but this actually has a storyline as you write it. It is longer than Haunted Mansion, right? It is, yeah, it's longer. That is one thing that you will notice and we will try to point that out when while we're going through is that a lot of the rides in the other countries are longer than the rides that we have. I know some of them in California are longer than what we have as well at Disney World. So the next ride at Hong Kong that's rated high, so the, I guess the second in line, would be the Big Grizzly Mountain Runaway Mine Cars. Now you're saying, wow, that's a mouthful. Well, I guess I should tell you, these are not in any particular order. Because oh, I the apologize. Way they, the way they are ranked is whatever out of 10. And so I picked the ones that were the highest. So some of them got tens, but then sometimes some of the parks didn't have as high of ratings. So they got like eights, but they made the list because that was the highest they got. Gotcha. It just depends. Okay. So this is a themed roller coaster with 
audio animatronics and they said the best way to describe it would be big thunder mountain with expedition everest with a little bit of country bears jamboree and we watched this last night it's all in one and i would totally agree uh the big thunder mountain it looks a lot like the design of it is a lot like big thunder mountain at the magic kingdom at disney world but then it has the twist in the middle where it goes backwards like Expedition Everest, but then it goes forward again. And in between uh, riding around on this roller coaster, then you're passing these animatronics that look like the Country Bears. And when you're entering this ride, uh, there's Country Bear, like a bear at the front of it. And it looks like one of the Country Bears. And don't ask me which one because yeah, I can't think of it. Yeah, the queue does not look extravagant at all. It's very... Um... It's weird because when they showed it, when we were watching the ride online, it looks like a gift shop. Like, it's really small. Yeah, it and does. And then you walk in and it expands. It's just really strange. One thing I will say I noticed about the other countries is that Disney does not seem to be as highly uh, attended as it is here. And so I think that has to contribute to their length of rides is because they have the ability and the luxury of making rides long without the weights. Correct. The Iron Man experience is the third and final attraction that I found and rank that was ranked highly at Hong Kong Disneyland. And it is something hosted by Tony Stark. We are not a Marvel family. Joey is, but the rest of us are not. I'm trying to get into it, but slowly. It is hosted by Tony Stark and it's a simulator attraction. Now watching this on YouTube is a little lackluster because <laughs> it's a simulation. So, and I think you wear 3D glasses as well. So the the image is a little blurry and so online it's very lackluster but I think it, as a ride it would be very cool and it's apparently one of the it's like the first of many Marvel attractions to come at least in the plan in the circumstances now I don't know what's up but that's the plan is that there will be more Marvel attractions in Hong Kong I think that everything is kind of at hold and in fact this week um we didn't get to talk about this on the news but because we didn't get to the news because we were celebrating 500 episodes, but uh, they did halt all the construction at all the Disney parks because of the coronavirus. And so that's going to put things back. I hope it doesn't mess it up for the 2021 celebration, but we will see. I'm sure they could rush it if they needed to. Just making sure it's safe is always a technicality. All right, we're going to head over to Shanghai Disneyland. Um, and the ride we're going to talk about is Pirates of the Caribbean Battle for the Sunken Treasure. I have to tell you that I know that Lee has always talked about the Pirates of the Caribbean and Disneyland being so amazing and so much longer than what we have. Because ours is like, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, if that. And I think this one was about 23 minutes. We watched it on YouTube and it has all these amazing projections. Um, like you feel... Even on the television, I felt engulfed yeah. in, in the ride. And it has audio animatronics. It just is amazing. And, and Pirates is one of our favorites at Disney World, I would say. Yeah, I would say I would say the the Pirates of the Caribbean in now I can't necessarily speak for Disneyland, but in Disney World, you're going you're kind of just observing what is happening. But in this one, they make you part of it. Like, you are part of the story. You're not just, like, waltzing through it, kind of, is what the American one is, in Disney World, at least. It's amazing, the technology that they use. But uh, if you if you want to know what that looks like more, you can always... 
that just is go a on great YouTube. One to watch on YouTube. Right. Not I, time to kill right now. So yeah. I do it. <laughs> I, I was. That's what I said to Kaylee last night. I'm like, I actually felt like I was on the ride, which is what you want, especially now. They have lots of virtual things that you can get on if you're wondering how a ride's going to be and you have a future trip trip coming up. The next attraction I thought was very interesting. It's called Camp Discovery Challenge Trails. And this is actually not like a ride. It's a physically exerting rope challenge course. And um, it was quoted by the Disney tour blogger. I'm not quoting them right, but whoever we referenced at the beginning, it's quoted by them as one of the most exhilarating and satisfying attractions in any park. So of course I wanted to watch this on YouTube. On YouTube, it's not that interesting <laughs> because it's not like a ride with wow factors, but you get your own harness, you are hooked up, and all of these rope challenges are there for you. And it's a lot of stairs. I told mom, I was like, we need that here because I always feel bad about eating and we would just need to do that about once a day for me to feel like I can eat whatever I want. But it's not that exciting to watch, but I do think it's something specific to Shanghai that I don't know that we could ever have it in America because the parks are so packed here that like in yeah. the video there was like hardly anybody there yeah so whoever so, did the video had to have been to the park especially on a low attendance day yeah. even um even I don't even know on our low attendance days if we could have this but it was cool but one of the things that Kaylee and I talked about because we are a little bit uh hor are vertically challenged and meaning shorter if you didn't catch that they had to like their harness was hooked to this ceiling track and they would reach up if it got stuck and pull it out and we're like what if you can't reach the roof and uh that was a good point uh i was just i don't want to make any assumptions but i i do know that the height is not as tall i know there are tall people in shanghai but not as much as here in in the in north america and so i think that maybe we would be okay if we went to Shanghai because I think that we would be able to reach it. If not, that's why we bring Dad and Joey because uh, we can <laughs> so that they can pull our harnesses for us. Although that doesn't look like a ride that either one of them would enjoy or yeah. attraction. The Tron Light Cycle Power Run is the third and final attraction for Shanghai that we're going to talk about. And a lot of you have probably seen it, especially if you are Disney World goers, because we are getting this exact attraction in Disney World for the 50th anniversary, hopefully as long as things stay according to plan. So this is an indoor-outdoor roller coaster, and it's set on the grid from the Tron films, which I've actually never watched, but seem very cool. And they did the remake kind of recently, like... In yeah. this century. I can't remember when, but in this century they did. And it's recommended to ride this at night because the outdoor portion kind of ruins the effect of you being on the grid because the grid is dark. And so if you're riding it at night, it kind of adds to your experience. Um, the one thing about this, and I'm wondering if they're going to do the exact same track in Disney World since they have space or if they're going to change it. But the one thing that's said about this and watching the video is really cool, but it's a short ride, like very short compared to a lot of the other ones you watch. Maybe I would say a minute and 30 seconds, which you would probably think for a roller coaster is a long time, but it goes by really fast, I suppose. And so I think if it was a little longer, it would be perfect. You could definitely watch this one on YouTube. And the one thing is that it it's kind of cross between riding a motorcycle and riding a bicycle. Yeah, you lean forward. It's definitely... So if you have back problems or anything, I'm not sure that this would be the ride for you. 
Okay, we're gonna head on over to Tokyo Disneyland at Tokyo Disney Sea, but well, I'm actually, gonna like actually Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. These are two parks. Oh, I apologize. So it's like Disneyland and California Adventure. Okay, but I'm gonna let you talk about Monsters Inc. Ride and Go Seek because I know you love Monsters Inc. and I don't want to take that away from you. So Monsters Inc. Ride and Go Seek. I wish we had this like in America. It looks so fun. They could turn it's, Buzz Lightyear into that. Yeah, they could. Now you're probably upsetting a lot of people. I do think Buzz. I'm not trying to upset. I'm just saying they could put it where the Stitch Ride is because nothing's there yet. Um, Monsters Inc. Ride and Go Seek is. An interactive dark ride where guests use flashlights to trigger effects and reveal monsters. So it takes you through the story of Monsters, Inc., but you sit in these cars, and similar to Buzz Lightyear, they spin, and you have flashlights, and you want to hit all the M's, like the Monsters, you, the Monsters Inc. Uh, symbol, and you want to hit all those, and it opens doors, it reveals monsters, it does all this stuff, and you can watch that. Now, if you've seen Monsters, Inc., you're going to know what's happening, but obviously the characters are speaking Japanese. They're not speaking English, so it's a little interesting to hear what the different characters sound like in different languages, but if you have a little one, they probably they probably won't care anyway. They'll look at it, but if you have an older student, older child, maybe watch the movie if they haven't seen it. So the next ride is Pooh's Honey Hunt, and it's a trackless dark ride through the world of Winnie the Pooh, and it's nothing like what we have at Magic Kingdom, if you've ever ridden that at all. In fact, if you have any kind of motion sickness, I would strongly suggest you not ride it or, or take, take some medicine. motion, yeah, or take some medicine, because last night when we were previewing these for the show, um... I got like nauseous and I told Kaylee, okay, tell me when I can watch again because it was moving. It wasn't like fast, like, I don't know, like a roller coaster fast, but the spinning and the, uh, what am I trying to say? The animation that was around it yeah. was moving. And so together the two movements weren't moving the same direction and they were making my eyes cuckoo or something. And so I got nauseous. It is a very cute ride. And as Kaylee said, uh, Winnie the Pooh is huge over in Asia. And so I, I know this is a very popular ride for them. I do like their cars better than the honey pot cars that we have yes, at Magic are. Kingdom. Now this ride, the animatronics were insane. Like you would think just having like the little statues that they have like on compression um, plates kind of that would just rise up or like move a little bit. But these like their limbs move and right. it's very impressive. Um, I will say I think... It was kind of making me sick too, but I think the thing was the person filming wanted you to see everything. And it's one of those rides where like you, there's so much happening. So they were spinning a lot yeah. to try and get everything. I don't think the actual ride would be as severe as the video would be. But if you go and watch it, you'll probably know what we're talking about. Unless you just don't get motion sickness, good for you. If you enjoy that, then yeah, I'm happy for you for sure. So Pirates of the Caribbean is another one in Tokyo in Tokyo Disneyland specifically, that is popular. And this is the exact same one as Disneyland in California, but it's only a little bit shorter. And so that's what I thought was interesting that they chose not to change it at all. But the one in Hong Kong is so insane, or Shanghai, I mean, Shanghai. Or I, I think they just want to step it up a notch and then people can come visit. That's true. Um, I added these two as well for Tokyo because they overlap with Magic Kingdom in Disneyland and Disney World, Haunted Mansion and Splash Mountain. They're top attractions in Tokyo as well. And those there, I'm pretty sure the similar, probably not the exact same, but nothing's like changed in terms of storyline. Gotcha. 
So moving on, this is the other park in Tokyo, Tokyo Disney Sea. Okay. And this attraction, I honestly like have no idea about this, but I thought it was interesting that it's one of the most popular. It's Sinbad's Storybook Village, which is a slow moving boat ride about Sinbad the Sailor's adventures. And there's over 100 audio animatronics, which already I thought was impressive. It's a long, catchy song, and there's usually rarely any wait. So it was really recommended because it's a long ride. It's a boat ride, so it's chill. So even if you just need time to like... Take a nap. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. (laughs) So I thought it was interesting. I didn't get to watch this one on YouTube or anything, but it sounded interesting. I thought it was interesting. It was so popular. So Journey to the Center of the Earth is the next ride. It's a dark thrill ride and you want to get a fast pass for it of course there shouldn't be a language barrier for this ride you should be able to understand it as you're going through it we didn't get to watch this video but i did i personally did but i think that it's like what it's it does it's kind of like a roller coaster like at some points it goes pretty fast and it's got dips but it has like a theme to it and it's really cool all the technology surrounding it is cool I think being on it would be easier because dark rides are hard to capture really well on camera. And so I think if you were to actually ride it, you would really like it. But I can see how it's a thrill ride. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Now this one, I think it's appropriate they put it in Tokyo Disney Sea, And it's apparently not like the original one that used to exist in Disneyland. It doesn't go underwater. It gives you the illusion that you are underwater and there's ways to interact with the different potholes like you can hit buttons and stuff and apparently even if you were to ride this ride like four or five times you would not see everything on it because it just so much is happening all the time um i don't think it's super popular which is interesting that it's such a cool ride but not that popular but it's recommended that you ride this towards the beginning of the day oh so very interesting I really wish they wouldn't have got rid of the underwater rides. That seems to be a thing all around the world. That's true. It's probably a safety and like capacity thing. I don't know. I don't know. I always wonder because, you know, they got rid of the one at Disneyland. And I know that Branson is not in Disneyland, but at Silver Dollar City, they had that when we were little and they got rid of that one too. And no one seems to know why. So very interesting. That'd be a good thing for us to research, I guess. So the next park we're headed to is Disneyland Paris. Pirates of the Caribbean, and it says this is probably the best version of this ride. And I think that's interesting. It was not an explanation as to why, but it just says this is probably the best version. And compared to the one we just bragged about towards the beginning of the show, Shanghai, yeah. we need to watch it because I want to know, like, what makes it so good. I don't know how it could be better than what that yeah. Shanghai one. I mean, I love ours, Magic Kingdom. It doesn't get old. It's more it's the original one for me, but the one at Shanghai, you guys, is just amazing. You need to seriously, you could feel like you're on the ride just by watching that video. But I do think it's interesting because Pirates of the Caribbean, this is at least the third time it's come up as a popular ride at a park. Cuz some of the parks, you know, have different rides. We don't all have them, but this one is popular like everywhere. That is good. It's universal. Phantom Manor is the next ride, and this is actually a twist on the conventional Haunted Mansion, and it's actually a much darker storyline, and the storyline is more detailed than the Haunted Mansion, which kind of has, like, the all-over, you have the bride, you have the dancing ghosts, and, like, there's just different portions, but this has more of a connected storyline, but it's much darker, and so they kind of just took their own take on it. I do think it's interesting, because Phantom Manor sounds more sophisticated, and I always think about that with Europe. 
So I need you to pronounce this next one so uh, I don't murder it. I haven't taken French in a long time, but this one's called La Tanière du Dragon, which is the walkthrough to see the dragon that lives under the castle, which I think is so cool because no other park has something like that. And um, the person who talked about it said it kind of seems lackluster when it's described, but it is an audio animatronic dragon that is below the castle. And like they have like a huge queue to get there, like a walk. And then this dragon is all animatronic and they keep it down there, which is so cool. That is cool. And they could totally play that off of Pete's dragon. Yeah. If they wanted to. Yeah. yeah they could tie those together. So now we're going to head to Walt Disney Studio Park, which is in Paris as well. And to the Cine Magique. Does that sound right? I sub Sure. Okay. It's, yes. it's the cinema magic is what it is, yes. but it's in French. Um, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Martin Short hosts this and he shows the, the love letter to the cinema and the cool visual effects that happen within the cinema. Um, to me, this is like Fr uh, France's version of Pixar shorts for us. I Not exactly. Yes, but I would think so. Except for that they have a host yes. and there really wasn't a host in those. Mickey and the Magician. Now, this is a show. I thought it was interesting that shows were so highly ranked in this park. Mickey and the Magician, it's a show following Mickey on his quest to become a, ma a magician. And along the way, he encounters different Disney characters and he does magic tricks. And there's really cool visual effects. So I think this is interesting. They don't really have... They have Mickey's Philharmonic Magic, I suppose. But right. they don't really have any shows like this in other parks, I guess. I thought it was interesting. And that could be something that they need to add. Yeah. This next one is Ratatouille the Adventure, which is what we are getting at Epcot in Florida. Yes. And they were currently building it again. Construction's on hold right now, but pretty much everything's on hold right now. Um, but it's a trackless dark ride where you become the rat and you're running around the kitchen with Remy. And there was like some, uh, what am I trying to say? where they cast it on there. I'm losing my mind. Where they projections. Thank you. There were projections of the characters when you were riding through the ride. It looked like a cute little ride and it wasn't too fast. Not from what I remember no. last night. I mean, everything's running together to somewhat, but this one's a lot more where you like sit in place. Like you're as a rat and you're in a vehicle and you move and then you sit for a few, like 30 seconds in one spot watching something happen and then you move again, but it's not fast. So kind of like the great movie ride, because that's, you know, how yeah. they would pause for a scene. Okay. Now moving on to the American Disney Park. So we're going to start in California. We're going to start with Disneyland. The top attractions were Pirates of the Caribbean, which we have already talked about earlier in this episode. Indiana Jones Adventure, which we don't have in Disney World, but it looks like such a cool ride in Disneyland. Very similar to Dinosaur for people who have been to Disney World and ridden that and not been to Disneyland, but same kind of vehicle, but the storyline is Indiana Jones. Of course. The Haunted Mansion and Fantasmic. Those are all for the top attractions in Disneyland specifically. Now, the Fantasmic there, I'd recommend if you haven't seen Fantasmic at all, you can watch both of them, but I think it's interesting to watch them to compare because I know Fantasmic in Disneyland, you have to stand. Like, it's right. just on the lagoon. You have to stand. It's not an amphitheater like Disney World because they have all the room they want. So they have an amphitheater. Yeah, that is one nice thing for sure. I know Lee's talked to us about that before where we're really lucky that we have this amphitheater in Orlando to sit. And it holds, what is it, 5,000 people yeah, or something. And then they have standing room besides if they needed it. And a lot of times 
the far uh, sides of the bleachers are not yeah. on either side are not taken up. I no. mean, the view's good wherever, but no, I will say there are parts of the Fantasmic show in Disneyland that I wish they had in Disney World. I love the Disney World Fantasmic; it's my favorite nighttime show there. But I wish there were different things. Of like course, that. yeah, for sure. So now we're heading to California Adventure to Radiator Springs Racers. Uh, this is similar to Test Track in Disney World and at Epcot. Yes. And that is sad to me because I don't know what I expected when I rode Test Track for the first time. And um, I, every time somebody talks to me or even when I hear Nick talk about Radiator Springs Racers, I just thought that was a much cooler ride and Test yeah. Track was not that cool to me. And when I see it on TV, it looks really cool. But I've heard because our friends that went to Disneyland... Um, like a year and a half ago now, mm -hmm. they loved this ride. Like they said, it was one of their favorite things there and that Cars Land is just so immersive. And so I think this would be cooler. I've watched a video of it before and I think the cool part is you get to see the Cars characters and then at the end, the part where you go really fast, you're racing somebody. Somebody's next to you. Right. In another car, which is way more interesting than just, we're going to go fast. Right. Which is kind of like if you have a convertible and you've ridden on the highway, you've ridden test track. That's pretty <laughs> much what it is. So... Um, not that Test Track is bad. Like, no. There's a lot of great technology, but I do think they should retheme it. Like, they've got the room to retheme it to cars, so I don't... I guess it doesn't fit in the future world thing, which is what it is, but I wish they could kind of change it to something else. But I think that, a lot, again, a lot of it is if they have the same things that both all over the and world... Nobody then wants to go Nobody to wants ones. to go to the other place. World of Color. Never seen this in person, but I have seen it on... YouTube. It is an amazing nighttime show with lights and water and music. And I know at Christmas, Lee talked about it being a spectacular uh, performance of the best that he had ever seen at Christmas with uh, red and green lights and Christmas music and things like that. So it's I, it's hard to explain. I would definitely tell you to get on and look on it on YouTube and watch this show. I've heard wonderful things about it for years and obviously would love to go and see it yeah. in person. So the next ride is Soarin' Around the World. And I would assume that this is the exact same as the one we have at Epcot. I'm not sure, but I would assume so. Um, if you've been there and you know better, then please let us know. Because I didn't get to watch this one. But I think that's interesting because it's a top attraction in Disney World as well. So they did switch to Soarin' Around the World like they did in Florida for a while. But recently they brought back the California one because that is the California park, which I think yeah. only makes sense. And again, it's a different experience than in Orlando. So it's a smart move on Disney's part That's to have true. two different rides. I kind of think it'd be cool. Like if they have multiple tracks in California, do you know if they do like they do? That I don't know. If they did, I think it'd be cool if they like had one in one theater and one in the other. So you didn't really know what you were getting unless you've ridden Ooh, it a before. surprise. Yeah. So it was like different every time. That would be kind of cool because like if you've ridden Soren, you know what's coming. Right. But I think it's kind of cool. Or if like eventually they branched out, like the one in Disney World has three tracks. If each one had a different place and you didn't know where it was, that'd be cool. That would be really cool. So the next one's uh, Frozen Live at the Hyperion, and it's a one-hour-long show. And as far as I know, this is just like our Frozen. The thing that Kaylee and I are wondering are, is, are they going to now add in some of the songs or change the storyline to uh, match Frozen 2, since that's such a big 
everything and the songs are amazing in this movie just like they were in the other I think even better yeah and I feel like they would be missing an opportunity to not do it because that music and I do think I agree I think that music is even better like if anything if you're a music person you'll know what I'm talking about but a lot of the music they chose and composed for Frozen 2 does not follow traditional chord progressions which for a music person is always exciting because not that like normal pop music is not fun I listen to it every day I like it but when music is not traditionally following up um, a structure it's cool when it breaks the mold so I think they should bring it back because that's if they don't I feel like it's they're missing the younger generation that wasn't alive when Frozen originally came out very true but um, this is not on the list but uh, Finding Nemo the musical, I really thought that they would try to add in some Dory stuff. I That's mean, true. I know that Dory's in there, but I mean, I thought that they would and they haven't so far. I guess, you know, don't mess with something that's good. So they're just going to leave it. That's true. It's still really good. So now we're moving on to Disney World in Florida. So we talk about Disney World a lot. And so we're probably not going to go into great detail about every ride and I listed way more for Disney World because the other Disney destinations we talked about don't have four parks in one place so that would have been 12 attractions between four parks and that would take forever because you know how we are we talk forever so I just listed the top 10 across all four parks and I do think the list is interesting now this is in order in ranking starting with 10 so the 10th most popular is Big Thunder Mountain Railroad I do find that interesting. I've only rode that one time. And Me too. And I, we need to ride it again. Yeah. I rode it when I went on the mom's trip because there was a mom that wanted to ride it. So I got a fast pass with her and went on it. And it was not at all what I expected because I was told it was like um, the mine train ride at Six Flags over St. Louis. And I disagree. I think it's very similar to Seven Dwarfs, but it has its own theming. Yes, and it's a very popular, like, cult classic with people. And I remember Joey and I wrote it, I think, when I was 13. So we're pushing, it'll be 10 years um, since we wrote it this fall. And so I think we need to write it again. I think the problem is we've been going at Christmas, and it's so popular that we never want to waste a Fast Pass. Not waste, listeners. I don't want to offend if this is your favorite, but not, like, use a Fast Pass when we have other things we love doing. That's right. Kilimanjaro Safaris is number nine. So in Animal Kingdom, especially if you have never been to a zoo or don't have a local zoo, this is awesome. It's awesome anyway, because we have the St. Louis Zoo, which is one of the most highly ranked in the country. And it's still a great ride. Well, I definitely would encourage you to either go... um, In cooler months. Yeah, that'd be, of course, then. But in the morning is the best time, because if it's hot in the summer or it well I know Florida's hot in itself but if it's hot a lot of times you don't see the animals in midday because you know that's full sun and so they're kind of hiding or looking for shelter so that they can stay cooled off which only makes sense that's what we would do as animals if we were animals we do that as humans spaceship earth is the next one which uh number eight this is really sad I am sure that there are a lot of people because it was announced earlier this year that on May 26th, it was going to close for two and a half years. for So it won't even be open. Wow, that is a long time. It won't even be open for the 50th. No, well, wow. but it's not the 50th at Epcot. So that's why I they suppose. probably... So it is probably not... I hope that Disney reopens before the end of May, but right now it's just not looking good. So um, 
I'm sad because it's number eight on the countdown for uh, of being the best ride, and I really do like it. I have high hopes for it. If they're really trying to change it the way they are, I will be disappointed if they only change a few things and they were closed that long. But Disney does not close anything for that long without an overhaul. Well, like, they're going to do some projections. Thank you. I remember the yay. word this time. Uh, you can go on and watch some little uh, clips that they have, what they're going to do with the st- some of the stuff that they're going to keep in there and how they're going to project onto it. And it really did add to wow. it. Wow. And it's not that, like, what they have is not important because obviously it's history. It still happened. We can't, like, wipe it and be like, moving on. Like, <laughs> it just needs more. Like, the fact that you guys were, like, not that you're, you are not old. Wow, I'm digging We off. are old. Not that you're old, but I'm saying, like, the the last scene is from when you and dad were, like, teenagers. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, we're pushing it here. Like, we need to move ahead a little because we're in 2020. So I am glad that they're finally starting to overhaul it and edit it because it needs it. Number seven. Yes, number seven is Expedition Everest in Animal Kingdom. And... I really like this ride. I do too. I don't... The thing is, I don't think I like it as much as other people. Because for some people, this is like in their top three of all Disney World. That is not for me. But I love riding it every time. And even if we can't ride it, I'm like, alright. We were in it like... Joey and I got lucky some Christmases before Disney got really big. Yeah, two and three. We would ride it two and three times because the wait was really short. So... Honestly, I think if I didn't ride it for a couple years, I wouldn't be that hurt. The next is... Number six! Flight of Passage. And so I know Kaylee's excited because she loves Flight of Passage. I love it too. It is a virtual ride. If you've never rode it before, you definitely need a fast pass for this because we've got there a rope drop before. And Kaylee can tell you that that doesn't always help either because the line fills up rather really quickly. That, yeah, that ride, like, I do think that is like the best thing I've ever ridden. Now, I will say we're not Star Wars people and we've never ridden the Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance. Our Smuggler's but, Run. Um, but I heard rise of the resistant like smugglers one was kind of like and eh, compared to rise of the resistance so we have not ridden that so this is the best ride i think i've ever ridden but the wait times get up to like five hours i would not recommend waiting that i would say two hours totally worth it to wait that but like waiting more than two hours for anything me personally feels like a waste like just in general but i was surprised this was number six and not higher i know and i understand it's newer but like it ha- it still has the kind of weight right. that, like, it's like a dog dash and, thing, like, and smugglers run. Because usually after a couple years, the hype dies down and the line is not as long, but this one has stayed consistently long. Number five is Pirates of the Caribbean, and we've kind of beat that to a, <laughs> to a pulp this episode because it's so big. But I thought so it was big. important. I thought it was interesting to point out that that was probably the favorite across every Disney park. Yes, in every country. Yeah, for sure. And then this one was a surprise. I will let Kaylee tell you number four. Number four is, this is not a ride, it's an attraction, the American Adventure in, it's, uh, in Epcot in the American Pavilion. And personally, I like this because it's air conditioned and I <laughs> fall asleep. Now I wake up at the end every time because the music's great, but like I have fought and I'm not even saying like as a kid, I fell asleep as a grown adult this past trip, I fell asleep in this attraction. And I don't, I think it's just because it gets so dark and you're comfortable and it's sometimes we do it in the afternoon to kill time and it's just the perfect time for a nap. So, but I do think it's great. Like. It is really well done, but I was shocked that it was number four. 
I really, yeah, really it's was. never very full. Like because there's always a lot of people, but that theater's so big that it never looks full. Right. So it's interesting to me that it was so hot. Number three is Splash Mountain, which did not surprise me at all. Which also was in the bottom, or was yeah. in our top two for the 2020 bracket that we did. Yes, and so I'm not surprised by this whatsoever. It's a fan favorite kind of thing, and I, I'm not sure why because like. Okay, don't take that wrong. Like, I love that ride, but I think it's so interesting. Of all the things they have, that is one of the original things, and it still remains up there. It means there. it's a classic. Well, that's just like Small World, which I'm surprised is not on this list. That's true. So number two is Tower of Terror, which I have to tell you was a little bit of a shocker for me, too. Based... I'm not surprised by that. Really? I would have thought Rock and Roller Coaster over Tower of Terror. The thing is, as we ride roller co- Rock and Roller Coaster each time, it's getting lackluster for me. Like, I love the theme, and I love it, but it's short. It is very it's short. short. For your and, fast pass. And it is. Just, I think for the technology we have, they need to update the inside of it. Like, I wouldn't even mind the length if the technology was updated instead of just signs. Oh, you're right up Nick's alley. You know I how know, he I is about I was trying his... to avoid it. Why'd you bring it up? Because <laughs> you know. So, uh, number two was Tower of Terror, and I will let Kaylee tell you what number one is. It is the Haunted Mansion, which I'm not surprised that the Haunted Mansion made the top rides, but I'm surprised it's number one. This is the very first Disney ride our family ever did. First time we ever went in 2009. So it does hold a special place for us. And I do think it is very well done. Like, I love this ride a lot. And it's long. Like, it's a decent length. I don't walk off of it thinking, like, that needs to be longer. And the theming is great. And when you get really good cast members, it's great. Like, the experiences. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely recommend, I think this is a must-do in Disney. Oh, yeah. A must, must do. And so for me, I think it deserves the top spot just for that reason. There are some things on this list that I can go without riding, but Haunted Mansion, if we don't ride, I'll like cry. Well, the other thing that I thought was interesting that was not on here, Kaylee, was Toy Story Midway Mania. Me too. But a lot of people seem to not like that ride as much as our family. I think because I'm just competitive, I like it a lot. Because me and Joey, like every year it's a guess. Now, not really a guest listeners because he wins a lot because he's a big boy and very strong. But um, <laughs> I try like every year. It's just like I get closer. And so it's like, will I ever beat him? But you should ride in the car with dad. Maybe you beat dad. I know dad's dad's losing it. Listeners. He used to do so well. And he's he's going downhill on that ride. <laughs> His um, coordination isn't as good as it used to be. All right. Well, we hope that you enjoyed this. We just thought it tied so well with the fact that we'd been doing a bracket for the last couple of weeks on the Rumors and News show that we should tell you overall what it's like for Disney around the world. We like to thank you for listening to us. And if you're interested in being, if you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to book a trip or just want a free quote, you can text me at 636-373-4497. Or you can contact me at Vicky, V-I-C-K-I-E dot black, like the color, at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, or Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and on our Twitter account at Mousecapades Pod. I know I haven't had a lot on Twitter lately, and I apologize for that. I'm not as big of a tweeter as Nick. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. 
Well, Kaylee, I think it is about that time. Disney love. And pixie dust. Have Have a magical magical day, my friends. friends.